What's up, everybody? This is J.A. Martinez. This is Big Jeff. And this is Beauty and the Beast Mode episode... 10, baby. Double digits. Double digits. That's, that's a milestone. It is a milestone. We should be proud of that. We are. You know what we shouldn't be proud of, though? We took a week off. We are slackers. We were at a good pace one week, and then life hit us. And we got behind by one week. We did, but we have a little something coming up in the next few weeks, within the next month, where I think we're going to make up for that. Uh, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were talking. Uh, my family is going to be going away on a little trip for three weeks. Oh, yeah, that's right. So Yeah, that's right. That's right. We listen. We got a lot of great stuff. We, this is just the tip of the iceberg. You understand? Like when you look at the picture of the iceberg and there's so much beneath the water. Like right now, we're just above the water. There's so much more content to come from Beauty and the Beast mode. Hopefully, we're not the Titanic. Oh, that would that would that would sink us. That would. <laughs> Jeff, what's up, my brother? I've missed you. I've missed your face. You know, it, the table's in the way. Yeah, yeah. But we hugged when you first got here. We didn't. Oh, my bad, man. I'm sorry about that. I make it up to you. Doing well, brother. Doing well. So it's been two weeks since we've met. Yeah. Microphones. Again. <laughs> you, hey, you know what? You and me both. <laughs> you and me both. So, uh, my 12-year-old... Well, why did we... So, there was two weeks. Um, I think I went home for a weekend, maybe. Right. Mother's Day weekend. Mother's Day. That's what it was. Yeah, Mother's Day weekend. Yeah. Okay. And then our schedules were busy during the week. So we yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But mothers are important. Yeah. How was hanging with your mother on Mother's Day or around Mother's Day? What? I don't, I, I mean, of course it was great. I remember something. What do you remember? We did a little Facebook Live. Oh, we did. We did a live interview with my folks. Yep. Um, it took them a while to get warmed up, which I was, I was a little shocked about, right? But then as soon as they started getting warming up, they started fighting for like, Airtime, <laughs> which is what we wanted. Like I wanted them, like I wanted everybody to see them in their natural environment, in their natural, in their natural habitat. Just be Puerto Rican, do what you do. You know what I mean? And there's the flying slipper across the room. <laughs> did she throw shoes? She didn't, but she did have her rollers in her hair. Okay. Didn't even care. Just, you know what, like, she she was Beyonce that day. Like, I'm just going to do what I do, and people are going to enjoy it. So I watched it, and mm -hmm. it was great. It was and, long. And it was, but it was good. Okay. It wasn't long like, damn, can't this thing end already. It was right. long like, damn, keep going. Mm -hmm. uh, You're I, next. I think the best thing, hell is now. Yeah, you got to put your I, family on. I think that uh, the best thing, that one of the best things that I loved about it, 
was like you said in the beginning, like they were sitting there with their arms shoulder, like, what's this dude gonna do here? Great. Yeah, no, they they came around and you know my dad was talking over the top of my mom, fighting for airtime, and it 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 got quite interesting to say the least. So there, there was that. That was fun. Um, I also went to go see Bill Burr, who right now in comedy, it, he, he's at the top. Like there's top tier. He's up there. You know, him, Louis C.K., Dave Chappelle, Kevin Hart, obviously. Um, saw him live. That You did that. You did that. You bought me tickets for my birthday. Three rows away, like his crotch was right in our face. Nice. I didn't appreciate that, but <laughs> I appreciated being right there, like being able to see the freckles on his face, and it was it was amazing, man. So I greatly appreciate that, brother. Yep. Oh man, thank you, thank you. Tell us, tell us about uh, the occurrences in your household. Casa de la Fremid. Address is. <laughs> Are you talking about one of your daughters? Yeah. Okay. 12-year-old. All right. 12-year-old is asking me to help her with the phone. So I'm asking her for her phone, but she's on my phone talking to the wife, right? So she can't take the phone away for a second. Like, put mommy on hold. Give me your phone. What's your code to get into your phone? So she's looking at me like, like I don't have time for this. Throwing the hand up at you. Hands up. Right. Like, rolling her eyes. Mm-hmm. She was like, never going to get it, never going to get it. <laughs> so she's just like, I don't have time for you now. Whoa. Like, Look at this. I'm talking to mommy. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? So then she rolls her eyes and she's like, just leave me alone. And I'm like, you got She it. Michael Jackson, dude. So just like, leave me alone. Take the phone. Take my phone. And I'm like, you're just being stupid. So walk out. Go have a cigarette. Because I was like, if I don't, I'm going to beat this child right here. Right. Walk back in. I'm like, you know, I'm trying to help you, and you're being just such a jerk. You know, what's up with that? She's mm-hmm. like, well, this, that, the other thing, and she's just talking a whole bunch of smack. And I'm just like, you don't understand. I'm here to help you. You ask for my help. I'm helping you. Make a long story short, she gets pissed off, and I'm just like, you need to learn how to talk to me with respect. I'm your mm-hmm. father. Who do you think you are? She comes out. And then I said, this is what you need to do. Forget everything else. You need to study. You have finals coming up. Study. And I'm very proud of her. She's an AB honor roll student. This, that, the other thing. Probably because it sounds like her teachers are scared of her. So she's known to carry a razor blade. I said, you better give me that extra point. (laughs) So uh, she has shanked a lunch lady for not getting study don't do anything else so i go outside again and i'm doing something on the back porch and she comes out she goes let me tell you i don't need to do this because i'm an a student and i look at her and i'm like you need to go inside right now right because we're gonna have major problems like in my head i'm like that's funny I ever did that to my parents, right? uh-huh. if i walk into a room like through the door open i am here 
and I started off a sentence with let me tell you, I would have got to let me tell and I would have been yeah. beaten, uh -huh. you know? So By your APs or your I'm BPs? Like, uh, probably both. <laughs> 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 but I'm like, go inside. How dare you talk to me like that? The whole bit, the whole bit. So I'm like, you know what? You're punished. No friends until you leave for your trip. No phone until you leave for your trip. The whole bit. So I go back to what I was doing, and all of a sudden the door slams. Like the house shook slammed. Right. So, of course, that sets me off, and I open the door, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Who do you think you are? And this, that, the other thing. You're saying it now in a kinder, gentler way, but... No, I'm, I was pretty chill. I okay. Was holding it in. Uh -huh. I was holding it the in. angry Jeff was coming out. The, the shirt started ripping. <laughs> so I kind of put my hand on her shoulder just to hold her there and be like, you got to calm down, you know? And she lunges away from me to get my hand off of her shoulder. She goes, who the F do you think? No, she didn't use the F word. Oh. And this is the 12 year old? 12. Amazing. She's possessed by the devil. <laughs> Even the devil was like, God dang. Yeah. So all of a sudden, Kaylee, Kaylee comes running out. This is the older one. The older one. Mm -hmm. And she's like, Stop yelling, stop fighting, this, that, the other thing. And, and then the little one again says, Jeff, let, I, hold that thought. I. Be careful how much you divulge because I don't, I don't know who's listening and I don't want them to come looking for you, brother. <laughs> so the, so she, the, the older one intervenes. The older one intervenes and the little one drops an F-bomb again. As the older one's like, little one. I don't like using my name. <laughs> yeah, 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 right, right. The older one looks. The older one goes, little one. the older one. And, but she goes, stop yelling. I'm telling you, you're going to get in trouble. Stop being stupid. Cut it out. Little one drops an F-bomb again. Big one looks at her and goes, you're on your own. And walks away. Wow. So, yeah, there was some tension over the past week in my house. So, Man, that was a... I appreciate you sharing that story. I. It's, it was almost therapeutical, so thank you for listening. <laughs> therapeutical? Mm. I, it, wow, man. Mm. F-bombs? At this point, I don't know how I'm, like, not a full-fledged alcoholic or drug addict, because living in my house is a little rough. Wow. Yeah. But, you know, like, that that's... I, I get it, right? I just had an experience with my teenage daughter right. who lives in Chicago, and to try and, and, and manage that is difficult. So... I can imagine when, like, you're face-to-face -face with it, like, how much you just get enraged. But, you know, you got, it's, and you try to communicate differently. And no matter how you say what you're going to say, kids, like, teenagers are being teenagers. I was talking to my brother about this the other day um, because of, of my daughter and some attitude that she has, right? right? And my brother was like, well, when you were that age, you had attitude as well. And when I was that age, I was out doing this, this, and this, and I had attitude. And so I try to remember those things, but also I know that there's a line there. Right. And man, sometimes it, 
crossing that line, I can understand how you were just like, I'm about to body slam the shit out of you. But it's this ding, it's these, it's these phones, man. It's the brother. I tell you, like I, I'm, I'm on social media a lot, right? But I, I'm, I'm plugging comedy. Um, uh, I'm using it for, for I think what its intended use is, right? To try and promote the show and things like that, and to try and motivate people and all kind of stuff. But when it comes to kids, man, I'm like, I'm telling my daughter, like, if yo, if you, if you're gonna be in your phone all the time. And do something do something with it like productive. yeah do something productive like become an instagram star right. by doing something that that's meaningful get right paid. get paid you know what i mean get paid to be on the phone if you're gonna be on the phone get paid to be on the phone that's how social media should work for you be smart but to your point like not want to give up the phone not want to give up the code my daughter didn't want to give up code when she was talking to her mom right. i'm like you're out of your mind well guess what you don't have these things now they're really mine anyway yeah, exactly yeah so yes yeah, these phones man this is crazy i think that the worst so i was asked a long time ago what is the worst thing to happen technology wise like what's the worst invention and in my opinion when i was asked that probably a year or two ago i said cell phones mm-hmm. and i was looking at it from like a work standpoint yeah like you, there's no separation yeah there's no break Right. You know, you're constantly 24-7, ding, 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 so mm-hmm. you're going to look. Yeah. But now, I would say social media. Mm-hmm. In the regards of, let's say, bullying, Yeah. you know, it's 24-7. There's no, like, I leave school and just deal with it the next day and mm-hmm. come back. And, like, my little one was going through something with somebody else, mm-hmm. and, like, she's a stalker. Like, she's a junkie on this phone looking at the status of this girl who she's having problems with yeah she just said something about Mm -hmm. look yeah and it's it's that draw man and i'm sure there's some information out there about and some research about like being addicted to cell phones and social media and stuff like that it has to exist but we don't look we don't fact check so it's i mean it's just it's ridiculous man i want like i i i I wish that it didn't exist some days, but it's crazy. But then I'm like, yo, I want to post some stuff about what's going on with us. I want to post my little uh, Spanish dancing song. I want to post on Snapchat, at Yay Yay the Dude, D-A-D-U-D-E, some videos of us getting ready before the show. I also want to go to Instagram and post some videos and some and some nice pictures of us doing our thing here at Yay Yay the Dude Y A Y A D A D U D E. Nice. You know, and on Twitter, I want to talk about <laughs> the things that we're doing here with this podcast at Yay Yay the Dude Y A Y A D U D E. Exactly. And be able to listen to it too. Exactly, exactly. So be smart about it, kids. If you're gonna get on the social media, 
Use it to your advantage. Make some money. People are willing to pay you to do the dumb things that you do every day. Like, get some money off of it. If not, get the hell off your phone and do something else productive. Vaguely. It was just some kid who would just post these stupid videos, but he had like a pitch shifter, so his voice was all high pitched. Okay. And he would just talk about like nonsense. Right. And this dude is like a millionaire. They made a movie. Of that's what. That's what's popular these days. That e- that even uh, we talk about this in comedy a lot. Like the difference between somebody doing comedy on Instagram with the videos and everything versus comedians going out and getting on stage and putting in putting in the work and getting on the road and stuff like that. Like we talk about that, but use it to your advantage. But yeah, man, like kids, kids are getting paid. I'm like, Hey daughter, if you want to get paid for it, help me out. (laughs) You know, man, I think we went, we went off, we went to a rabbit hole there, but it had to be addressed. The The more you know, Jeff, what we wanted to talk about today, what we really wanted to dive into was this idea if you're sitting at a table, having a glass of wine, maybe some apps, who are the three people that you want to be sitting at the table with you? And now we know that everybody would say like family and stuff like that. Like, let's, (laughs) he's like, my BPs. I'm in the spicy, tell me why. Uh, if you want to say your BPs, that's cool. But like immediate family, like we know that we would want to have them at the table. But globally, who would you want to be sitting at that table with you and why? Nice. Yep. Nice. Yep. <laughs> I would like for you to start. It is hot. Yeah. We also drinking coffee. We have coffee every time. We well, you know what? If you get through this, we'll get out of here faster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the, the way that I looked at it was people alive or dead that we could sit there and, and have dinner with. And, um, there are certain reasons why I chose the, the three that I did, uh, which I'll get into right now. So my first one was Mr. Derek Jeter. Capitan. Yes. So right now there are some people who are thrown up in their mouths because they hit the Yankees. Well, they stink right now. Hush up and <laughs> so Jeter, because I always say this, he's a class act. You know, he was a class act. You never heard bad stuff about him in the media. Um, you know, he was a servant to others. He, he serves others through his nonprofit that he has. Uh, the Turn 2 Foundation. Um, and the Turn 2 Foundation, it helps children and teens avoid drug and alcohol addiction. Um, it also rewards kids who do really well in school and show high academic achievement and those who adopt healthy lifestyles. So, to me, that's big because I look at people and I don't judge, but like when I find somebody who's like a person of character and integrity and and they have all that stuff, that actually lifts me up because it's like 
I try to live my life a certain way. Um, so it's through serving others and, and, and just being a class act that I had picked him, you know? And all these people that I'm gonna mention, like, I would love just to pick their brains about certain things, you know, just asking them questions like, you know, Jeter's on a team with other people, and there was a whole big thing about him and A-Rod, and they didn't get along, and you know, like stuff, ask questions like, you know, when you're on a team and it's not just a one-person effort, how do you deal with those who are bringing the rest of everybody down and stuff like that, you know? And stuff like that. I dropped it. You did. In my head about five minutes ago, I'm like, you haven't said <laughs> yet. That's good. Um, so that's number one. Number two, I picked President Barack Obama. Barizak. Um, Mr. President. Number one, because I wanted to ask him how it felt to drop the mic. To drop the mic, yeah. Um, but, you Did know, you see that clip, by the way, yeah. where Larry Wilmore, not not the one where you dropped the mic, but the uh, the recent dinner with Larry Wilmore, the comedian, yep. who said the N-word at the end? Yeah. How do you think Barack felt about that? Would you ask him how he felt about that? Sure, I would. Yeah. Um, but the big thing being like, you know, here it is. He was in this historical election for the first time, his first term. Um, you know, talk about the numbers of young people that he inspired. And it was like, uh, I remember at the time, like his first term, how it was like a record turnout of young voters who came out to vote. And I mean, I remember him when I watched him prior to being elected, like, holy cow, like he's just an inspiration when he speaks. And he was such a smooth talker. Um, you know, and kind of how when he got elected and everything else, he was C-blocked, mm -hmm. you know, by the other side of the room and filibuster this and filibuster that and appendage blocked for know, those of you wondering what c blocked was yes. <laughs> um, you know and how stuff everybody was saying at the time like he doesn't do nothing he doesn't do nothing but in my mind i'm like he can't because he keeps being blocked every time he tries to do something you know? was his i i mean it's it's history right. like yeah i mean to your point i remember the first time like my brother calling me and we like we shed tears about it. So I yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I remember sitting there like, oh my gosh, no. Shed tears in a good way, by the way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not, oh, no. Um, and that stuff like that is cool to me. You know, growing up when I grew up, I was born in nineteen seventy one. Um, and growing up and you would hear, you know, People always remember where they were when JFK got shot, you know, and, and just all these different things mm -hmm. in history. And right. it's like, holy crap, here we are. You can say shit. We can say and shit. I know we can, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, wow, here it is. We are living right now during a piece of history. Yeah, absolutely. So that was really exciting. Um, now everybody's like, where will you be when Trump gets elected? <laughs> <laughs> keep going, keep going, brother. And I, don't, I, don't, I don't wish anybody harm, but as a little joke, I mean, I, I would rather have it where you and Trump were shot. But, oh, my <laughs> goodness. Anyway. Uh, so, shocked. He said shocked with a taser gun. 
where he shopped. Where he shopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wow. Um, because to me, I can't even imagine how this man went through everything that he went through. You had attack dogs and hangings and beatings and fire bombings and fire hoses being turned on people. And all of these things, unthinkable people being beaten to death and he sat there and said fight their hate with our love and I can't even fathom the fortitude that you have to have do you think that he told that to all of his mistresses as well <laughs> You did. You dropped in stuff like that, Mom. And, and, you know, maybe I shouldn't have said that about his mistresses. You probably shouldn't. I was having a moment. You, you were. You were. You were. Uh, I can see it on your face. You were inspired by what you were saying. But I just want to make sure that people knew. Yeah, I didn't know about that. We're all human. Wait, wait. What does that mean? What does that mean? You're on the road like that. He was a married man. He's like, all of his mistresses, he's just like, <laughs> I need to fight Coretta's hate with your love. Anyways. Hey, we're getting off the rails here, man. Wow. <laughs> Zing, pow, ping. So again, those, those are my three. Man. Do you think we just turned some people off? You know what? It's okay because there are other podcasts out there. Hey, it's not about turning anybody off. It's you don't have to agree with what we say. And we, we're just telling stories and our points of view and sometimes what, how we feel. And you don't always have to agree. But True that. I would also say that your list, Barack Obama, Martin Luther King Jr., they would be definitely be at my table. If I had 10 people, but I had to do three. So I'm going to jump into my three now. Hey, pause. (laughs) So my three would first be John Wooden. For those of you that don't know who John Wooden is, he's a famous basketball coach for the UCLA Bruins back in the days before my days and he had this phenomenal dynasty but beyond that he was able to build that dynasty because of how he coached and because of his he put together this leadership pyramid right so that's what he taught through and people to this day refer to that pyramid and to how he coached and to how meticulous he was when he coached when they are 
trying to lead teams, whether it be in an athletic setting, whether it be in a professional setting. So John Wooden would be at the table. That's for sure. Here was the first book that I, I dove into that I refer and gift to other people because it's, it, the content is just so phenomenal and and so guiding that he has to be at my table. The second for me would be Billy Crystal. So I remember growing up watching Comic Relief. And that was kind of my first introduction to seeing comedy. And, and uh, I remember it was him, Whoopi Goldberg, and Robin Williams would host. And they would have all these other comedians come in and, and raise money. But his ability to storytell, his ability to, to, to hold an audience and be funny, I, would, I think that I would need him at the table to... First of all, get John Wooden to talk because I'm not sure John Wooden would talk that much, right? And then uh, just to hear his stories about growing up in New York and and his love for the for the Yankees, right? Um, and I think that we would have a great connection because him growing up in New York and my parents and my family growing up in New York. So I would love to hear his stories. And then obviously I would love to hear stories about comedy, working with Robin Williams, the early years of comic relief and stuff like that and stuff like that. I dropped one just for you, buddy. So I, I would love to learn from him. And then... Did you see uh, the last special that he did? On I did. I did. It was, it was amazing. Yeah, exactly. And just for people to be so attentive and for you to know where you're going to take them and them to follow along. And you know that they're going to follow along. That is, that is a, a skill that not very many people could probably tap into. And I would talk to him about how to tap into that skill. But Billy Crystal would be at my table. And then I'd be like, hey, my buddy Jeff is over there with Derek Jeter, so if you want to go sit at the table with him. He's over there with Martin and Derek and, and uh, you know, and uh, President. But you can stay here with me and John if you want to. <laughs> Possibly. So number three for me, and I know that we mentioned like family members and hey, like, let's not jump on the family member bandwagon. But my grandfather, who I never met, would be my third. So my grandfather on my mom's side was a Korean War vet, World War II vet, uh, and grew up in New York and Puerto Rico. So I would love to hear about how he raised or what he thought it took to raise a family because times were a lot different then and different mindsets. So, and I know that he, according to my mom, knowing what we know now, like about um, post-traumatic stress and, and combat stress and her telling us about he definitely had some of that. I would love to hear how he managed that. And if he could manage it and try and get some of that out of him. And then I think it would also be interesting to hear him talk about New York with Billy Crystal. And Billy Crystal try and pull some of that stuff out of him. And then John Wooden maybe be able to 
help him and give him some insight on uh, managing some of that stuff. So those would be my three. And then, honestly, Barack, President Barack Obama, Martin Luther King, even though we joked about, you know, him being human, uh, would be my fourth and fifth man. So those are mine. Yeah. You know, and I remember watching a documentary and it went from like World War One all the way up to the recent conflicts in the Middle East. And um, years ago, World War One, World War Two, when, and they called it shell shock, you know? Yeah. And they were just like, just get back out there, mm-hmm. you know? And when you came home, I know that services suck now but I mean they are one billion times better than what they had back then right you know there was no sort of help or anything else Mm -hmm. back then so thank goodness now those who are coming back and have post-traumatic stress and stuff like that Mm -hmm. at least now somewhat they're dealing or have services to deal with that yeah not like they had back then and I mean to be as transparent as possible like I, my mom told me that you know my grandfather father was an alcoholic, and you know like how much of that like stemmed from what he experienced, you know, like how could we have been able to deliver services that he needed, that the entire family needed. So I, I wish that I could go back to the future and just just see. Like, just be a shadow in the room so that I can try and understand, knowing what we know now about what exists to help. And I would have Billy and John with me on my side so that they can help, you know. But, uh, yeah, he would definitely, he would be at the table. So, yep, yep. So, Jeff, what time is it? Is is it time for your beast mode moment? It is. It is time for the beast mode moment. You see my shirt? It says beast mode. Yeah. And it looks very smooth. Not a wrinkle on it. Not a wrinkle on it. Because I like to iron people. I don't care what other people say about ironing. I like to iron. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel good about myself. People get on me for ironing my jeans. I like to iron my jeans. Is that the Marine in you? You know what? It, yes, and even before the Marine Corps, my grandmother used to iron all of our six. She lived with us. And I remember the clothes would get washed, and she would iron all of the clothes. Wow. It was amazing. Draws? I, I, probably not the drawers. <laughs> Maybe so. Sometimes I'd be like, man, these things feel starchy. Yes. But she used to iron the clothes. And she did, I mean, she did it because she wanted to do it. And so I think there's some of that, but definitely the Marine Corps. I was fresh. I was clean. I was a clean Marine, baby. They can't mess with me. (laughs) Woo, buddy. I was a clean Marine. So the Beast Mode moment today, Jeff, comes from a cartoon. 
Kung Fu Panda. Okay. Master Shifu. And he said, anything is possible when you have inner peace. And that's, it's, it's, it's kind of ironic that I wrote that down, considering the, conversation, the dialogue that we just had about uh, my grandfather. But I think also personally for me, like, I'm still trying to discover my inner peace. And, and I do believe that when you can tap into uh, a sense of peacefulness, Find something that helps clear your mind. Um, keep an open mind about things. Don't get, don't be so quick to to judge and get upset, and and take a moment to to think about what you're gonna say after something happens. And and just for me personally, I, I know that I I've struggled with it in the past, and I'm trying to work on it now. And I do believe that when I have those moments when I feel more peaceful and I learn to accept things for what they are and show some compassion and some love and some empathy that I feel a little bit better about stuff. And I feel a little bit more willing to do things and I feel that I am more capable of doing things when I feel more peaceful. So that's today's beast mode moment. Can I piggyback off that? You can you. if you want to steal my thunder. No. <laughs> I'm just, you know, like we hope for. We hope to be inspirational. We hope that when peeps listen that they can take some stuff away. And like I took away from that story right there from your moment. Because for the past few months there's been many things going on. And myself, I've been... I say a bad place, but just, you know, depressed and, and not my normal jovial fat guy self. <laughs> uh, so I made a decision, it was a few weeks ago, um, and it's funny because I went through this training called the Seven Seven Habits of yeah, yeah. People. And in there, one of the things is that you cannot change people. Right. And you cannot change the way that they think. So after day after day after day of me being in this place, which wasn't a good place and I don't like feeling that way, I finally said, you know what, things are gonna happen and it's up to me to change the way that I'm thinking about it. So I did that and it was such a relief and a weight lifted off my shoulders because due to that, that inner peace that I now had again Right. You know, let go of that other stuff. And I was back to my. Yeah. Self, so. Can I piggyback off of your piggyback? <laughs> and let me just say, like, Jeff and I have a relationship. So when I say steal my thunder, listen, folks, don't don't be like, what are they talking about? What is he talking about? Listen, you said one thing there where you talked about you can't change the way somebody thinks. Did you say that right? Yeah. So I would say yes and you can try. So I wouldn't I would not have been able to accept some of the things that I need to be more open about if other people did not bring that stuff to light. Right. 
if I was closed minded. So to your point, yes, you have to change you. But be open enough to listen to what other people have to say and actively listen. So, and I went, I would not have, and, and you, you've helped me with this before. We talked about this before in one of the episodes where we talked about turning the wrench and being vulnerable. So yeah, and that being able to have discussions with you and other people, uh, and I would say, and with my girlfriend, that I've been able to become more vulnerable and open, uh, and it it's, makes me feel more peaceful. Nice. Jeff, hear, yeah, buddy, Jeff, Jeff, you know what time it is? What time is it? Yeah, yeah. It is time for Jeff's join. Pew, pew, pew. We do that because we don't have like a soundboard or anything. I like it better, though. I like making the noises ourselves because I feel like it's authentic. Right. So I think that my track got messed up here. Bear with me a moment, please. So bear with him a moment. And as he pulls his track back up, I'll just say that episodes one through nine are on SoundCloud. We're going to make a we're going we're going to keep stuff on SoundCloud. We do want to make a transition soon. Uh, we got we got a couple things that we have to put into the works. You can find it on Facebook as well. Facebook also has our page, Beauty and the Beast Mode. Go on there, like it, share it, subscribe. If you want to, again, if you want to, we may talk about things that you don't want to hear, but there's other podcasts that you can listen to. Jeff is ready. And just to piggyback again, there's a lot of here you go again. Here you go again. But we are hoping that you do listen. We want to know what you think. That's the biggest thing. Let us know what you think. We can't grow. We can't get better if we don't know what. Are there topics that you'd like us to discuss? Are there certain subjects you'd like us to Do you want us to interview the president? That's it. Let us know. We'll make it happen. It'll take time. So this is my Jeff's job for this week. Episode 10. 10. I know that group. That's a little train. Chew! Mother sucking chew! So, I thought that that song was fitting this week. Um, the singer wrote the song uh, about his mother's death. So, at the time when he wrote that song, he was, their record label was pushing them for a hit. Mm hmm. 
sitting there touring and they got in the studio and I think it was like two days before um, a major thing that his mom passed. Right. And then he wrote this song. So a big part of it, why I thought that it, it was relevant is because we were talking about, you know, sitting down at the table with those that you would like to, whether it be talk to or interview or just be around, um, whether they be alive or dead, and even in our personal lives, if we've lost people, um, you know, who were important to us. Like, this song is about, like, you lost somebody, but they're still around you in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously not in the physical, but mentally thinking about them and thinking about the times when you're around or thinking what would they say and, and listening to things that they have said and advice that they did give and, and just remembering that and living with them in your heart. Yeah. Good, man. Good. I, I like that song. Um, and now it, it there's more meaning behind it, so it's more meaningful. So I appreciate you sharing that, brother. Good song, man. Good choice. Jeff's joint. Jeff, what are your takeaways? You have one or two or three or four or ten takeaways maybe from today's episode? My biggest takeaway is, um, you know, the inner peace thing that you mentioned in the Beast Mode moment. I mean, your mindset controls so much of us every single day and, and what we do and how we think and only us that can change the way that we're thinking in order to impact the way that we live. Cool. How about you? Yeah, my takeaway would be uh, take away all phones from kids the ages <laughs> from ages 9 to 17. I, I second that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's what I got, brother. That's a big one, especially right now, man. Uh, but, Jeff, I enjoyed doing this episode with you. Milestone episode for us. Episode 10. In the books. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Ye Ye Martinez. I've been Big Jeff. It's Beauty and the Beast Mode. Till next time. Peace.